Before we dive in, two things. First, thank you. Listeners like you are why we do this. Our team works hard on every episode to ensure we bring you the best content possible. Second, it's a gift-giving time of year. People ask us all the time, what's your setup or what's your favorite gear? We put all of our favorites together in our new generation leader gift guide. Find recommendations for those hard to buy for people on your list and get them something great this year. Find the gift guide at newgenerationleader.fm slash gift, and we'll keep this up to date all year round. All right, let's get on with the show. Understanding the perspectives of others is key to breaking through the Asian leadership ceiling. That's how we kicked off Monday's episode, episode 34 with Jim Lee, the founder of Bespoke. Jim and I talked about how to break through the Asian leadership ceiling and how his firm at Bespoke and the coaches on his team are working with leaders to give them the skills they need to break through that ceiling. So today we're kicking off a, a new periodic feature of the New Generation Leader podcast, a Friday recap. I want to walk through and unpack some of the details, some of the specifics, and give a little more of my perspective, my unique viewpoint, and I'm excited to dive in and kick this off today. So welcome to the New Generation Leader Podcast. Welcome to the New Generation Leader Podcast. We're giving you the tools you need to lead in the digital world. Ready to reach your true potential? This is the New Generation Leader Podcast. I coach with Jim and the Bespoke team, and I've worked with them for about a year and a half. And a few months back, Jim and I and another coach, Lawrence, were on a call. And if you haven't seen Jim's photo, Jim Lee, my name is Aaron Lee. We are clearly, if you see our photos, not related by blood. But we're good friends. We're good collaborators. Many of the coaches on Jim's team have Asian background. Their families, their lineage uh, traces back to somewhere in Asia, maybe half a generation back, one generation, two, three generations back. And so Lawrence and Jim, who whose families both come from Asian backgrounds, we're having a three-way conversation. And Lawrence almost jokingly says, so, Aaron, what's your Asian leadership story? And I paused, and I had been thinking about this, and I actually dove right in. See, part of my story, part of my experience goes back to when I was a kid, twofold. My mom taught English as a second language, primarily to uh, Asian immigrants to the U.S. who were learning English for the first time. They were new, relatively new to Virginia. And so she taught them each week through uh, our church, through the local bakery where others were employed. So over the years, I was constantly meeting and getting to know some of these Asian students in my mom's ESL classes. Well, at one Christmas, there was an exchange kind of experience where college students from around the globe who were in the States over the holiday break would come spend the Christmas break with a family rather than paying the money, flying uh, sometimes all the way across the globe back home. 
they instead would spend Christmas with the family. And so we had Miho spend Christmas with us. Miho was from Japan, but was studying here in the States. And we had a great Christmas. We shared our Christmas family traditions with her. We had gifts uh, around the family room on Christmas morning. And at the end of that break, Miho went back to college, finished her degree, and ultimately moved back to Japan. Well, fast forward a few years, and Miho was getting married. And she said, we're coming to North America for our honeymoon, and I want to stop off in Richmond and introduce my new husband to you, my extended family. And so right there, during my childhood, Miho came for Christmas when I was five, came back a few years later when I was maybe 10 or 12. And then when I was 18, Miho and Yoshikatsu had had a daughter at that point. Again, they were coming for vacation to North America and they came to visit us again. And so we've stayed in touch. We've communicated with them, kept up. And their daughter now, through COVID, uh, spent time in the States going to college herself. A, a new generation living, living here and studying and experiencing a new culture. So having these relationships impacted my perspective. It gave me a different viewpoint, but it still didn't really get me to fully understand the reality of Asian leaders. Now, there's a story I tell in The New Generation Leader. Uh, in the chapter on the table, I describe two situations, two memorable experiences of sitting down with families in their homes, in their kitchens, and enjoying a meal around their table, in their context. Different from hosting them in my own home, our own home, this was in their home, with their traditions. One was an international experience. I was abroad one summer. But the second experience was a friend. A friend's family who lived down the street from us, but their family comes from South Asia. And they were sharing their community, their culture, their cuisine, which was phenomenal. And we got to experience that around the table. And even then, there's something transparent, vulnerable about sitting down around a table together. But there's still more to the story. What I have come to learn and, and discover and I'm continuing to learn is what's going on under the surface. When cultures collide and intersect, what happens in the boardroom? What happens at the conference room? What happens at work? Last fall, I joined Jim and some of the bespoke coaches at a conference in Atlanta with the Society of Asian Scientists and Engineers. This is a professional organization primarily of scientists and engineers across all sorts of uh, well-known corporations, names you would recognize. The mission of SACE is to advance Asian heritage scientists and engineers in education and employment so they can achieve their full career potential. Here's what I learned while I was at the conference working with Jim and the Bespoke team. Asian heritage students are well represented in educational programs around science and engineering. 
They are also hired into their first career roles out of these educational programs. But this is where things change. Because of family and cultural background, families are encouraging young people, students, to work towards getting a job that will provide, that is meaningful work, that means something and represents the achievement of their academic investment. But often, the ambition from an Asian cultural perspective ends there. And so we see a steep drop-off. Asians then are not equally represented in terms of portion of the workforce population in middle management and senior leadership positions. This becomes a challenge because it's evident that leaders in general are not necessarily understanding the unique perspectives, backgrounds, and stories of those they're leading if they aren't directly hearing from Asian heritage leaders. And so this, as an ally, is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for those of us who are not of Asian heritage, but have friends, good friends, colleagues, coworkers, who are of Asian heritage. It gives us an opportunity to encourage, equip, motivate, and lend voice to these dynamics that we see around us. Jim has dubbed me the Asian leadership ally in our circles. And, and it's interesting. It's humbling, to be honest. But one of the things I've noticed is that when you look at understanding what Asian leaders are experiencing, what these cultural influences are helping guide them uh, to think how they they are guided to do, how they are guided to lead. It's a challenge then for someone who is of Asian heritage to communicate all the way back to someone who doesn't understand this dynamic. And so it takes a a voice in the middle, someone in between, not who is fully understanding of what it's like to be Asian, because I will never fully understand what it means to be Asian. But I'm also not in the place where I once was. I can act as a sort of translator, if you will, between two worlds. I have seen and I have started to understand the Asian world. I have also been in a place, in a community, in environments, where an Asian perspective was not incorporated where we weren't paying attention to the stories and unique perspectives that each person brings. In all of my leadership work, part of what I love is that it begins with the story. It begins with your personal story and perspective of where are you? And my job, whether it's in a position as an Asian leadership ally, as a coach, as a consultant, is to be that bridge between two worlds. Sometimes I'm, I'm building a bridge between a world that no one sees and where the entire organization is right now. Other times I'm acting as that translator between other leaders from any background to understand an Asian leadership context. It's humbling but it's also exciting and it's encouraging 
that where we stand today, we can see the world around us. We can unpack and understand the dynamics of what each individual person is facing as we look out to the world around us. And we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to grow and flourish and be far better together than we are on our own. And so just as Jim and I in our work, in our coaching, just as we're working to understand each team member and unlock the full potential of leaders, part of the secret to fully hearing and knowing your team is to understand their perspective, understand the unique viewpoint that they have and help them to see how they can use those gifts, talents, and abilities to further not only the work of their organization or company or business, but to further the work of themselves, that they can truly be unlocked and reach a level of potential where they are free to be uniquely themselves and able to stand up, proclaim for anyone who they are leading what it is that they see, how they see it, and how the world can be a better place. That's the opportunity for all of us. As Bespoke proclaims in their logo, in their tagline, we want everyone to be heard, to be seen, and to be known. And I want you to be heard, I want you to be seen, and I want you to be known. No matter what your story is, no matter where you come from, no matter your career background, I want you to be heard, seen, and known. Thanks for listening to the New Generation Leader Podcast. Subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform. Ready to solve your leadership crisis? Download the show notes and unlock your true leadership potential at newgenerationleader.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening today, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the New Generation Leader Podcast. Thanks again for listening to today's show. Don't forget to check out the New Generation Leader gift guide at newgenerationleader.fm slash gift. Thanks to Brian, Jim, Jay, and the team behind the scenes. We'll see you next time on the New Generation Leader podcast.